Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Fertility Podcast. I'm Natalie Silverman, your host. I'm working with Altrui, who do an amazing job in finding, matching and looking after altruistic egg donors with one-to-one anonymous donation. And what they wanted to do was give you a really clear insight into how their donors feel about what they do. So what you're going to hear is three different stories from Faye, Debbie and Jade about why they decided to donate, how they felt about it, and just wanting to tell you more about the experience, if it's something you're thinking of doing, or maybe you're wanting to work with an egg donor and want to get more of an understanding of why they do what they do, because they are amazing women, then I hope that listening to these ladies share their stories will help answer any questions you might have. My name is Faye Mackey. I've just turned 30 years old, um, and I was an egg donor approximately six years ago. So Faye, tell me about your decision to donate your eggs. At the time, I was at a stage of my life where I was single or not in the situation where I was going to start a family myself. And I considered egg donation really because I looked at the options of where might I be in a few years as I get older. It started wondering that if I was going to start a family of my own, would I even be able to? And when I contacted some local hospitals, not everybody came back to me straight away or didn't have the same positive response that I would have hoped for because it was quite a big decision. I contemplated why would I go into it in the first place and I think my motivation really was that because I'm a blood donor anyway I kind of felt that if it was surplus to my requirements at this time I would hate to think that I could deny somebody else of the opportunity to have a family if it was something that I was never going to be in a position to do for several years so my decision was based on that I would love to think someone would do it for me if I was having troubles later down the line and while I was young enough to be a donor I thought it was the opportune moment really to get in touch with a company um, I didn't have many responses from hospitals and that's how I stumbled across Altrui. At 24 I was kind of just focused on my career I was in a relationship but I it would never have occurred to me so it's remarkable that it was even on your awareness level had you had dealings with anybody that had had issues with infertility or were you aware of your the decline of your fertile age more so than maybe your average 24 year old I think so. I think because at the time I was working for the police force, I've always had friends or even partners that were, were a bit older or they were the group of friends that I would I would mix with. So most of my friends were in their 30s, starting to have a family, mid-30s, um, and I had a friend who was unfortunately not able to conceive naturally. Um, I spoke to them about their tough times, the weight that it, uh, it would it'd take um, to actually go on the list and as a couple how difficult the decision is when one partner is fine to reproduce um, they've met their lifelong partner they get married and then for whatever reason they can't be compatible or one person is infertile for whatever reason I think it hit home there because I felt as though if I was able to give somebody the opportunity to have a child I am aware that I was quite young and as you say it's it's hard to to really stumble across I looked into it and um, had a look at infertility clinics and there wasn't really at the time much information for donors but when I got in touch with Thou Trui they actually sent me so much information about the process it was a bit of an eye-opener from that point forward what did you get a big package through the post <laughs> it was um it, there was a, first of all an email um correspondence sent directly from Alison Altrui with all the contact details um provided on there and it, it just gives a, a slight overview of the process the time frame that you're possibly you're possibly looking at and the sorts of people that they they actually help and make a match with and then from there Alison invited me to actually ring them directly just so that they could discuss any questions that I might have and again it's funny they they kind of asked what my motivation going forward was why would you be interested and they explain how other donors have felt going through the process and I think that compelled me more to actually then be a donor. What kind of things did they say? Um, A lot of it is the the success rate um, how high it is nowadays and I think it was more that it intrigued me the way that science is developing and being that way inclined I think after speaking to Altrui it did fascinate me it was a completely different world but something that I'd like to have been a part of it felt more of a community feel and I think knowing that other people like myself had been intrigued in the first place and wanted to make a difference to somebody's life uh, by giving them the potential of having a family I think I really wanted to get on board with the whole idea. And did you have many questions about the Um, process? 
At first I did. Uh, they're all quite quickly answered and a lot of them are very straightforward. It's The big one for me was, will it affect my own fertility? And at first it was explained to me that you have to go through certain um, screening process, certain screening process anyway, so that it will identify whether you're actually you're actually able to donate in the first mm. instance. And then when I discovered that I was able to donate, it was quite... Um, it was quite reassuring for me knowing that at that stage I hadn't had my own children so to then know that actually I can provide somebody else potentially with a family but I know that I have no complications it was a nice feeling to then think okay I can do this for somebody and it gave me a bit of belief in myself that if there were no problems at that stage maybe this was going to happen uh, maybe I was actually able to help somebody and provide them with a family. All right, so you've you've made that decision that you're going to go ahead. I mean, the time between having the chat, getting the information, asking yep. the questions and then starting, was your mind made up? Did you have any doubts and stall it a bit or did you just continue on? Um, I think my mum was made up, made up quite quite soon because they initially take a character profile from you um, and they explained that it, it's not just a case of matching people genetically but it would be nice to have the same sorts of interests and it, it's nice to at least share with the couple that are looking for a recipient um, so um, it was a bit like writing a CV in many ways I wrote what I did work-wise what my personality was like what my interests and hobbies were um, and, and my history um, and then from that point forward you wait to hear back and it was almost very exciting then that when you do hear back from Altrui um, and you hear that you've got a match it's nice to feel that somebody like-minded or someone similar to you is in that situation situation and as heartbreaking as it is for them there might be a solution to the problem that they've been worried about for so long that next stage obviously there's that excitement from your part and I still think that your whole motivation is so admirable and and commendable um then what happens uh, from that point forward, Altry explained who the couple were, without names, but just a little bit about them and their personal circumstances and their reasons for actually needing a recipient. And then I think you feel, even though you've never met that person, quite an emotional bond towards them. I was really compelled to then go ahead and say, yeah, if it's going to work, if you think I'm going to be able to help them, let's get the ball rolling. And then from there, my natural cycle needed to be matched with the, the other ladies. Yeah. So there was a few months whereby you you have to just be mindful of your own health and just have an awareness that it's not going to happen overnight, but be ready and prepared for when the go-ahead has been given. And I'm assuming that you feel quite a level of responsibility to look after yourself with the kind of diet and your lifestyle at this point once somebody's picked you. Absolutely. And funnily enough, it probably did me the world of good as well because you are mindful that you do need to exercise. eat properly take care of your own personal and mental well-being at that stage because you've made the decision to go ahead and help somebody else and and that was quite good like I said it makes you a lot more aware of your own body and what about what about work did when you were going to actually go and have egg collection did you have to take a significant time off work what did you Um, say to work at the time I worked shifts and actually for egg collection I was due to go in on a certain day however for whatever reason I either wasn't ready for egg collection or I think the ladies cycle hadn't been matched at the time so I had to stall it for a few days and when I approached work and explained the situation they were really understanding and I think it it is brilliant at first I thought it's a bit of a taboo subject it's a bit of a grey area when actually it should be something that can be openly spoken about it was nothing that that was negative however it could have had implications on my own health had I not been able to go and it would have ruined the whole process that would work so hard to go through Uh, but work were fantastic I'd already scheduled a few days out it was just that I needed one further day off work they were fantastic about it anyway and, and everything went absolutely brilliantly I mean you sound so cool and collected about the whole thing were you stressed at any point like when that scenario happened or the lady that you were donating wasn't quite ready were you getting flummoxed at all I, I was and I think it would have in hindsight it would have been easier to have told work about the process that I was going through rather than kept it in the dark to start right. with um, I assumed that I wouldn't really need to tell them because I, I had the su- a sufficient time off work mm. afterwards um, but Again, once I told them, I think that was a big weight off my mind. And once I also realised that medically I had to to leave, I couldn't be at work anyway, I think that I put a lot of the pressure back off myself. It was something that I knew what the end result was going to be. 
or hopefully going to be at the time. And then what about counselling? Because you have to have some counselling, don't you? Yeah, it's really interesting. It, it, it teaches you a lot about yourself and possibly mm. your own morals, your own values and your own upbringing because they ask a lot of things to do with your own background, your own your own relationships within the family um, and it was actually a really positive experience when you do a bit of soul searching and they ask how you'd feel if if a child were to contact you in um, sort of 18 years it makes you then think is it really such a bad thing it's nothing you'd ever contemplate before however again at this day and age people come from split families and they don't always have your stereotypical family setup and a lot of my friends were in same-sex relationships so I think possibly times have changed and I was more open-minded myself so it would only be the same difference as having a stepchild or adopting if, if an 18 year old then were to to speak to me later down the line if they were going to make the effort to contact me I think it wouldn't be a negative thing it's not anything that I've turned my back on ever it's a positive experience for everybody so that was the only thing that I think was the niggle for when they were talking to me I think that's mm. what they they try and hit home with how would you feel in 18 years and I think well Again, it's not, I don't view it as my own child. This is just a gift that I've given to somebody else so that they can have a family. And then if in 18 years that person were to want to ever contact me and say thank you, then it's nothing that I'd, I'd see as a bad thing. And how often do you think about what you've done? Um, I think most most weeks from time to time sometimes when I see um sort of other children being born I'm kind of I question I wonder like I hope it hasn't been too much of a struggle for that couple to have children and I think that's when it plays on my mind um but in a positive way again um it's just more that I wonder I wonder how that family are getting on I wonder um if they're okay I wonder if they've gone on to have other children was the cycle that we spoke about successful you don't know yes it the first it was first cycle it was was successful and they also managed to freeze further embryos so i know that the couple had a healthy baby um on their first attempt which was wonderful news and then i signed a disclaimer to basically say that any of the, the extra frozen embryos the couple are entitled to keep and then potentially down the line they could then use the same frozen embryos and try and have a a completed family if they wanted more children. That's amazing, enabling them to continue their family. So that signing of a disclaimer, is that something that, again, was explained to you in the early stages of becoming a donor? It was, and it was something that I was quite keen on, on the basis that if they've had the the upset of not being able to have their own children in the first instance, at least then it gives them a bit of hope going forward. So if they did want more than one child theoretically at least they will all look the same and it would be no different to them you know they hopefully would at least have a complete family from just the one cycle of egg donation so I knew that by donating just the once that at least that way I knew that it might make a complete difference so it wasn't just the one child potentially so you you, and that's all you did you've just donated once but they had a number of obviously then frozen embryos I donated just the once for archery and um, I think over time I would have donated again but either I've been in a relationship or I wasn't too sure or couldn't get the time off work so for different reasons I I haven't donated again but it was something that I'd never did rule out either and it was a it was actually a really good experience I came away afterwards feeling so proud of myself good for you and what would you say to anybody listening, thinking about it? What would your kind of advice be? Because you sound like you were so aware at the time that you made the decision and you really thought yeah. it through and you spent some time kind of talking to people because you said you had friends that had dealt with, that yeah. had their own fertility issues. I think um, having researched it, it's, it is still, it seems so taboo, but actually there are so many people that suffer from infertility that again, I would like to feel that if I've managed to donate, if in a few years I ever struggled, that somebody out there would be kind enough to do the same for me. So I think it's the, the whole cycle of karma. I would like to think that that's why I'm also donating. So I think if, if the people out there were listening and, and had any um, thoughts about donating, I would say that it, the process was not very traumatic. Again, I don't mind needles. You get very used to it. By the time you've injected the hormones after the first two or three days, it becomes so routine. It, it kind of felt alien when I didn't need to inject them anymore. That side of things really didn't phase me. Uh, again, that was all explained really thoroughly before I went through the process. Um, but 
I, I recovered straight away after um, the very small procedure. I, I didn't feel any discomfort. I didn't feel any different afterwards apart from very proud of myself and it was just that excitement of waiting to hear has it been successful and you keep your fingers crossed um and again I probably shared a lot of the couple's excitement and it was it, it just felt like a lovely thing to go through to actually be part of somebody else's their dream and making sure that you can try and help them get what they they are desiring out of life it's amazing. It's amazing to hear you describe it like that and to think about it like that. Um, and as far as the process you talked about, having the injections and yeah. taking the treatment, just explain how it works as far as any financial exchange or any covering of expenses when you do something like this for people that are thinking about it. It was brilliant in the sense that because I travelled outside of the area that I live in, when I spoke to Altree, they actually gave me some of the money prior to to travel so that I wasn't ever out of pocket at any stage. So in terms of work, I didn't have to take any time off unpaid because they'd managed to match my cycle at a time that I'd booked off work anyway. I, I was never... Um, sort of hit financially I think everybody even Altrui or other hospitals will pay up to £750 to cover your expenses so anything surplus you can retain that money for yourself but again by the time you do travel backwards and forwards um, or you might need a coffee while you're waiting for treatment and things like that works out about even but I think it's also important for me that I didn't do it for the financial implications mm. it was nice that the motivation was purely based on emotion and based on the want and desire to help somebody for the right reasons but again at, at any stage when I spoke to Altry they would transfer money to me or buy the train tickets on my behalf just Brilliant. so that there was less stress um, for the process because sometimes train tickets can be very expensive at certain times of the day if you were traveling um, especially around your own working hours and especially if you got but, to the um, last minute because the cycles have matched yes. up and what have you and that was that was also a, another reason although it Everything was so pre-planned. It, the process was really smooth from start to finish. From going down for the counselling sessions, at any time I was able to email or, or ring Altrui and I always got an immediate response. And I think that felt lovely to have that support network and it was a very personal touch that whilst I never sort of had a direct link with them, they were always there for me. And since that time, I've actually met the staff at Altrui. I've met them twice. Once was at a focus meeting and uh, once was recently at a Christmas get-together, which is lovely to put names to the faces, or faces to the names even, that are, they've been emailing me. And I think that made me feel... Uh, more part of their community there were other donors there and you can also share the reasons and rationale as to why they donated and I think everybody is f under the same belief and they've all got the same reasons as to why they've donated it's, it's quite interesting to find so many like-minded people in one room and what about you said you're in a relationship now what did your yeah. partner think of what you did he's really open-minded with it he actually said he would love to be able to help somebody else in the future I think it's a different world to him, but he completely understands where I'm coming from because now I am 30 and I don't have my own children. He has an eight-year-old daughter and he's seen it from the other side to think, well, actually, this isn't your biological daughter, but you've taken her on as your own, but he would be lost without her. So I think he appreciates that a family or, or a family unit and, and children make such a... Well, they shape your life and they change your world completely, but you wouldn't have it any other way. So I think he appreciates that whilst I don't have my own children I have a stepdaughter and he would understand how I feel towards the people that I've donated to mm. that he can appreciate that yes they're not my children but I have the distance as well it was very hard at first trying to explain that to both my partner and other people you know I've donated because I try and explain that you know they are not my child I haven't given them up I see the egg donation process as a gift that you've given to somebody else to give them the chance for a bit of magic to happen behind the scenes and it, it has the potential to change their life. So Thank he's, you, he's very supportive. So supportive that he's agreed to go out and do a boot camp in the rain to give you some peace and quiet to chat to me. What a legend. <laughs>
My name is Debbie Fowler. I'm 32 years old and I am an egg donor. I first donated back in 2016. That was the actual donation. I decided to look into it because I have two daughters myself and it's one of those things where as you kind of get a bit older, people start talking about, oh, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? And, and things like that. And there was a couple of my friends that they just recently got married. And the first thing people would ask them is, when are you having children? And both of those friends really, really struggled to conceive. And one of them still hasn't conceived. So for me, it's sort of one of those things where it's, it's almost like a rite of passage for, for most women having a baby. And for lots of us, it's something that we don't even have to think about. We don't have to struggle with. It happens within a few months. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer, but for the majority of us, it does um, It does happen eventually. For some of us, it doesn't. And I have witnessed that firsthand with a sister who had a very awful miscarriage and friends who have had miscarriages. I had one myself a few years ago. So... I, I know that feeling, um, but I also know the feeling of being being a mummy. And it's one of those things where I personally just think if you if you want to have a baby, you should be able to have a baby. If there's anything that I could do to help and uh, you know another woman to have that, then I then I will. I will I will do everything in my power to to do that to help them because I know what it's like. I mean, amazing that that's where your instincts took you to be practical in your help, not just emotional support, but you decided, right, I've got my babies and I feel I can do more. I mean, what made you go, right, I'm going to do something practical about this? I was actually getting married that year and it was 2016 was a was a really sort of good and positive year and i did a uh, i did a skydive for charity that year as well and i wow. just thought you know what what else can i do but i i wanted it to be you know not just oh i'm gonna raise 50 quid for cancer research or i'm gonna raise a thousand pounds for this charity or whatever i thought right okay i want i wanted it to be like really personal i tried to give blood but i was quite anemic so i wasn't allowed um so i was like okay what else can i give i know that sounds really weird and then it was almost like it was fake because i was on scrolling through twitter as i do and an ad came up for altrui and and it was like, oh, are you thinking of becoming an egg donor? And I think like a week before, I'd just kind of been turned away from being a blood donor. So I was like feeling a bit like, oh, I can't give blood. What else can I do? And I, I clicked on it and I put some details in a little form. And then I was contacted by Alison, maybe like the next day. And we just had a chat about it. And it kind of went from there. Were you quite excited? Were you nervous? I mean, you're on a, obviously on a mission to do good deeds. Was at that point when it became a reality, was there any concern or were you just like, come on, let's get on with this? For me, so actually, I, I remember years and years and years before, my mum had actually mentioned about becoming an egg donor and she'd looked into it and she just kind of said, oh, oh no, I couldn't handle all the needles. And, you know, I think I think there's a lot of misconception about donation as well. Oh, there's loads of needles. And there is loads of needles, but they're not that bad, you know. So she was very, very put off because I think she just went kind of to a normal egg clinic. I say normal egg clinic, you know, just a kind of basic, yep, yeah, come in, we'll take your eggs and we'll freeze them. You know, almost like a sperm bank almost. Right. That wasn't the experience that I had with Altrui so I was like wow you know everything everything's changed now I was really excited I think I'd absolutely made up my mind you know I'm very much I'm very a very decisive person once I've got something in my head like that's it I'm doing it it was quite funny because you almost create like a, a profile and it was like a almost like a dating profile type thing okay. and I just remember sat there thinking oh god this is really weird I haven't had a, you know I haven't been on a date you know I've, I've been with my husband for 10 years I haven't had a date in 10 years like what's going on you know and it was like your likes your dislikes so I was quite nervous in a sense of oh god what if I come across as a complete lunatic on my profile and nobody wants my eggs <laughs> um <laughs> it's sort of trying to like put yourself across as honestly as you can as well not only things that you know are, are good but you know do you do you have any history of mental illness so you know i think you, you have got to be 
really, really honest with yourself and everything like that. So yeah, the only time I was nervous was when I had to create that profile because I just thought, oh my God, nobody's going to want my eggs. And actually within, uh, oh God, it must have been within maybe two weeks to a month, Alison phoned me and said, we've got a match. We have a couple who absolutely adore you. And, you know, are you still okay to donate your eggs? And how did that make you feel? Oh, so good. I was like... God, somebody wants them and it's really quick and and I was I was just so excited to kind of get get things moving and then it was very much get to a clinic in London so I live uh, on the south coast of England right by the sea which I love and it was like you know get yourself to London which again I love London so I was I was quite happy I was so lucky as well my work were um incredibly supportive um, so, you know, I could shuffle meetings around and things. And as long as I didn't have any any meetings, I was allowed to kind of come and go. Did you tell them what you were doing? I did, yeah, yeah. And, Great. Uh, my boss at the time was a lady. So she, I think, was probably more understanding, you know, and all my colleagues thought it was amazing as well. So I, ha- I had a lot of support at home and and at work, which was, which was great. So, and then it was kind of like going up to London. There's a lot of tests, things that need to be done, back and forth for the scans, which, you know, it's, I'd, I'd probably say that, that was kind of the I don't want to say hard I just kind of want to say it was it was quite time consuming in the sense of where I live it's probably about two hour train ride from where I live so it was kind of like going two hours up to London 20 minute scan and then home again but that's you know you're looking at four four or five hours round trip yes yeah Yeah. but as, as I said luckily work were brilliant and actually the second time I donated we were able to find a clinic in the nearest city to me so I had to go up to London for the initial sort of consultation which you know I was there a good few hours so that was fine and then I was really, really lucky because we managed to find a local clinic in uh, in Southampton, which isn't far from me at all, literally 15 minutes up the motorway. So that, that was a lot easier second time around. And I think because I knew what to expect as well. So how long between the first and the second? Was it because there was a match and they wanted you again or were you just keen to, to donate more? I actually phoned Al Truy and said, hello, remember me? I'd like to do it again, please. So it was, <laughs> yeah. And then again, Alison said immediately, because uh, I... I'm of Irish descent, my my father's Irish, so red hair, people either want it or they don't want it, you know. Sure. The second time around, when I phoned Al Truy and I said, oh, you know, I'd like to do it again, Alison immediately said, oh my God, I've got somebody in mind. Brilliant. Let me me call her. And and she wanted uh, somebody with with Irish blood, Mm. Um, same as the the first couple as well. Um, And... So the, the first time I donated was to a couple. The second time I donated um, was to an older lady and she was actually single. And I just thought, wow, you know, what an amazing, amazing woman that, you know, I mean, having a baby at the, you know, even when you're, you know, 20 and with somebody it is hard. So um, I believe she was in her 40s and she was single. And I just thought, that's absolutely amazing. One in two marriages end in divorce now, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't kind of mean anything to me. And I just thought, wow, if this woman's willing to go through all this by herself, then, you know, absolutely, I'll, I'll help her. So you've got that overall information about the couple or the individual, you talked about this lady, and what, what else did you find out about them and do you then get to have more conversations or did you want to have more conversations i i would i would love love to um to to meet them absolutely you know the, the first couple and um and this this uh lady i would absolutely love to um and it was a conversation that i i had with Alison. she said it was something that hasn't been done before i received from the first couple and this lady a like beautiful cards and letters i i didn't get a lot of information from altrui because i think they've got to be really really careful yeah the whole point is that it's supposed to be kind of like an anonymous mm. um donation um but i i i would love to to meet especially this this second lady because i i don't know what it is but i felt really kind of the the more I found out when I got this beautiful letter from her and she told me all about herself and how she loves to travel. Um, I love to travel. You know, I, I try and do about six countries a year. Wow. Just like little city breaks. But it's something that I, I think is really, really important. It's something I do with my children as well. See different cultures. There is a huge world. It's not just our little bubble 
on the south coast of England mm. and I want them you know I want them to see I didn't travel when I was young it wasn't something that my parents were particularly into you know I kind of was bitten by the travel bug I've spent my 20s and early part of my that just just traveling seeing as much as I can within within obviously reason and budget and I felt a real kind of connection with her just reading her her sense of humor seemed quite similar so am I right in saying that both the couple and the lady had success with the eggs so I believe the first couple did um the lady as far as I'm aware hasn't been inseminated yet um I she is she lived I think something like she lived abroad but she's coming back. So tell me about your family. You said you had great support at home. Your other half obviously is on board and your daughters, do they know what mummy's doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the first time I did it, uh, my husband at the time, we're not together anymore. Um, but it, you know, t- to be fair to him, he was, he was very, very supportive. Um, and understood why I wanted to do it. Um, my, my new partner was unbelievably supportive and so encouraging and, you know, would uh, took my, you know, crying, oh, I'm so bloated, because unfortunately one, one of the side effects is, you know, when you do the injections, you do, you're pumped full of hormones. So obviously, you know, you bloat, you're emotional. It, it's almost like being pregnant. Mm. He, he was absolutely wonderful. Um, my children, so the first time I did it, they would have been nine and four. So at the time, you know, Evie was, who's was my little one, she was far too, too, tiny to kind of really understand Mm. um and my oldest caitlin who would have been nine at that time sort of got it but not really this time the second time around so i I donated in september of 2018 i was able to explain a lot more especially to the older one because she's had you know the sex education talks and you know things like that so she was kind of able to take in a lot more they just thought it was more on kind of like the medical side i think they were just fascinated that wow you can take body parts out of you not body parts but you know you can take bits (laughs) out of you and put it in someone else and it works you know and 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 things like that so I think they were they were fascinated sort of medically as well as you know they they were there they saw you know what I was having to do and and the injections and I tried to include them as much as I could in it just because I just wanted to show them it's something that I would encourage them to do as they get older as well and hopefully seeing me do it um and you know seeing that it wasn't bad and you know it was absolutely fine and you know, you didn't cry doing the injection. You know, it wasn't like big old immunization needle. It was fine, you know, and it was stung a bit, but you're smiling 30 seconds later. So I, it was some, it's something that I wanted to include them as much as I could in the hope that they will one day want to do it themselves. I love that so much. And I think, I mean, you talk about they had sex education at school, your older daughter anyway. And one of the one of the kind of aims of the work I do is to help with that education process because sadly we know we are taught about not getting pregnant and we're not really taught about that you might not be able to get pregnant and from from your point of view you're empowering them at such an early age with that understanding that not everybody's bodies work as we'd hope they would and I think that's such a key thing that if we can help the younger us no more which you're obviously doing and I think that is really really special and you should be really proud of yourself for just passing that on and then being a part yeah. of it and also as well it's just it's just that having that if some if somebody needs help and as I said you know I, I was trying to especially my older one as well and I just said like look you know mummy's going through all this so is this other lady because obviously they have to inject themselves just the same as me yeah but the difference is, is that when I'm when I'm done, as soon as those eggs leave my body, they're not mine. Mm. So then it's kind of I then have no control over what happens. And as I said, I I cannot imagine being that woman every month who gets her period and just feels so hopeless. And you know, I'm trying to explain that Mummy's going through all this to give the lady her eggs. They don't just they don't just put the eggs in the lady and fingers crossed. You know she has to do all of this as well for something that might not even work and i try and you know say to my kids if you can do something to help somebody do it if somebody looks lost ask if they're okay you know do that you know well, like when they're at school go and sit with the kid that sat on their own so they're not on their own you know and the thing that it's just just help people because yeah. i would want if i was in a situation and i needed help i would want it 
So that's how you should behave. The other, um, the other way that you're thinking about helping, because it doesn't just stop at the egg donation, and I've got lots of questions to ask you um, just about this new stage that you're thinking of, because you'd mentioned that you're thinking of becoming a surrogate, which is that little step further in helping um, another woman, another couple have a family. So how far are you in that process? Back in December, Altrui, it was wonderful. It was in London and Altrui put on um, the like Christmas a little party. Yeah, like a yes, little Christmas party. Sounded lovely. So, oh, it was amazing. And, and, you know, I got to meet all these other incredible women who have who have donated and, and things like that. And some of them are babies themselves. You know, they're like 22, 21, and they're doing something so amazing at such a young age. And, and I was really kind of like, wow, you know, I hadn't even thought about it when I when I was that age. It was only sort of after I'd, um, I'd had Evelyn when I was 24. So I was sort of sat there going, oh my God, you know, I, they haven't even started their families and, you know, they're doing such amazing things. And I was really, really quite empowered by them. And I, I it was something that I'd sort of thought, right, you know and you're right in what you said it was very much the next step and you know what else could be done and again it's it's another side of of infertility so you know you have you have the women whose eggs don't work but they could carry there's the other side where you can get pregnant but you can't carry women's bodies are incredible but there's so many things that can not work quite how they should and if i've helped two people if I've given two people that chance of using my eggs then there's another really important part my uterus that I can I can help with somebody who perhaps can maybe get pregnant but can't carry that's my logic if that makes any sense no it makes it makes great sense I've I've spoken to a number of surrogates and I'm blown away by their dedication to this cause and so as far as your family, your support network, is everybody on board with this decision? Because you're obviously not just donating eggs, you're going to be pregnant in this, in this Time, space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a bit more involved. Absolutely, absolutely. So my, my kids were very much like, mummy, can we please have a holiday first? So <laughs> we've been um, planning a, a, a trip to Mexico, which we're hoping to do at the end of the year. But it's something that I can kind of look into um, in the meantime, you know, whilst we wait. So the minute I come back, I can start really sort of looking into a bit further. And do you feel, I mean, you've talked about obviously the conversations you've had with Altrui about the the process and there was an element of having to to kind of dig deep with that kind of profile stage. But how did you feel about the counselling support that you were given? Yeah, so I mean, I think both times, um, so you have to have counselling each time. Um, Both times when I spoke with uh, the counsellors at, uh, the Lister Clinic and Boston Place. They were quite quick phone calls because I was so made up in my mind and I, I think I'd done so much research into it, you know, personally, that I knew exactly what was what was expected. The the only question I had, and it was it was only something that somebody put to me the first time, I thought, oh God, you know, I, d- I don't know. And it was, would the, um, would the child have any claim on my estate? If, if anything was to happen and the answer is is no and, and the counselor was fantastic she was like look you know she said explained it very very simply is that the minute those eggs leave your body they are no longer yours they belong to your recipient um so legally everything you know which kind of you know that that was the only thing that i was a bit like oh okay you know if i was contacted um in the future by the the child you know if, if this lady's lucky enough to get pregnant then either of them um i would not have a problem with that because the way that i see it i'm it, biologically i guess if you if you want to do you know dna wise mm. i'm the mother but i'm not i'm not its mummy mm. you know the the lady that's that's the lady that has carried it and have raised it and you know all, all these wonderful women that have not just donated eggs, but actually used, been on the recipient end. These amazing, amazing ladies who have just been through so much um, and they finally have their babies and, and that's it. And they, they are, they're the mummies. 
the donors are just kind of, that's what we are with the donors. Debbie, what would you say to anybody listening, any concerns that they might have? I mean, you, like Faye, who I've already spoken to, were really well prepared going into this. You did your research. You were kind of 100% up for it. And it doesn't sound like there's been any doubts along the way. You were just adamant to do your bit to help someone else. What would you say to anybody who is, is thinking, you know, that this is something that they'd really like? to do if they do have any niggles if there's maybe any outside voices saying why would you do that yeah so I think I th- again I think it's one of these things and and a lot of these women you know even friends of mine that I've spoken to that have children and I kind of say I, I would say to them look at your children or look at your nieces and your nephews and your friends children and things like that and just imagine if you were told, you know, especially especially your own children, imagine if you were told yourself, this is never going to happen for you naturally. And just the devastation, I, you know, I, I have seen firsthand what that news does to somebody. The devastation that it causes and that feeling of failure. I would just say, just look, look at your children and imagine them not there. And imagine that there is someone somewhere that could help you. And I, I would genuinely just say, Yes, you know, there's a little bit of time. You have to go to clinics, you have tests and and you have this, that and the other. It's a commitment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you know, yes, it is. It is a commitment. Yes, you do have to inject yourself in the, you know, in the morning or the evening, depending on what medication. But it is two seconds of discomfort, two seconds, that's it, a day. And, you know, the whole process as well can be done once, once you have a match it's it's weeks it's not six months it's not a year it's not two years it's you know it's a, a couple of weeks to a month perhaps you know depending on on how well you take to the treatment and that time and you know when you break it down actual time spent because you you know you get on with with your day you're not oh, i'm an egg donor and that's it for months and months and months you're still going about your day you're still going to work you're still having days out with your family it you know your your world does not stop it's you know as I said a few seconds out of your day and the difference that that can make to somebody else that that's what you've got to think about you know when I'd be injecting myself and be like bloody hell that stings a bit (laughs) and it would just be like do you know what that is it's nothing it really is nothing when you think of the chance that you'll give because you know even then it's not a guarantee you could go through all of this and I spoke to some donors that it you know it wasn't successful and that's it you know it either is successful or it's not but you are giving so you're not guaranteeing somebody has a baby but you are giving them a chance and I think that's that's what you need to think about and the support that you have from Altrui is unbelievable I had a friend recently look into egg donation and she just googled it and clicked on the first clinic that came up and that's what it was it was a clinic it was you were a number you were not a person with Altrui with Alison and Kate and Sarah and all these wonderful people that they have there you are part of their family Um, not just throughout the donation but afterwards as well they you know it's wonderful they check in we have this amazing Christmas party that, that you know that they put on for us um and it's like you feel part of a family genuinely and there is never any pressure um from them you that you know they do always say if you change your mind it's not a problem if you change your mind I personally there is no way that I was changing my mind because there's no way that I would ever want to get anyone's hopes up and let them down I know that some women do that and they obviously have their reasons for doing that which is why I looked into it so much before I even clicked on that advert on Twitter from Altrui I knew that that was what I wanted to do so I would just say do do your research for goodness sake don't just click on the first clinic that comes up on Google phone Altrui they will talk you through the whole process they are they honestly they were they were like I I, I know I keep saying it but it was like you know we we were all a family um and they knew they knew about my job they knew about my day they you know they knew about my children I knew about them it was just it was so personal and you know it's good for your ego as well because every time they speak to you they're just you're so amazing you know oh it's so lovely you're so amazing so 
bit of an ego boost as well. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Um, but no, it was it was just a, a wonderful experience, which is why I chose to do it again with Altrui. And that would be the, the only way that I would do it. Hi, I'm Jade and I donated my eggs in 2018, Well, I was 29 at the time because my family was complete and I wanted to help other people have children that couldn't of their own. So, Jade, how many children have you got? I've got three. Wow, okay, so you've got three children, yet you were still in that mindset of helping others. Had you experienced with some friends issues um, with yeah. families? Yeah, a couple of my friends, one of them has just had a baby last year through IVF. Um, she didn't need an egg donor, but she did go through the whole IVF process. And another one of my friends is still going through it now. Uh, again, doesn't need an egg donor, but I thought even though I couldn't help them directly, there must be a way I could help other people in similar situations. And at what point did you decide this and then think, okay, what do I do next? I think it was September 2017 I first thought about it. Did you know much? Did you know where to go, who to speak to? No, not at all. I literally Googled it, egg donation, because I'd seen something on this morning talking about needing more donor eggs. And I thought, oh, I can do that. And just Googled it to see how I went about it. Amazing. So mainstream telly prompted you to yep. take action. All right. Yeah. And what did you find? Was it easy to find the kind of info you were looking for? Yeah, absolutely. A couple of threads sort of came up and I just clicked on each one, read a few a bit about each like clinic and the different ways of doing it and then went from there, really. How did you find Altrui and then proceed with your plans to donate with them? Because for me, it felt a lot more personal with a lot of the clinics that I'd looked into. They had sent me information and I just felt although you were still helping, it was a case of you were giving you were donating your eggs and they were kind of just put in a freezer and then dished out to people as and when they needed them whereas with Altru it felt a bit more personal like there was somebody actually like on the other end waiting um, that I was donating to. And so from finding them and obviously making contact how long then was it till you went in and, and started the process? Well that was September 2017 and I spoke with Alison and she was you know gave me all the information I needed we then decided that it probably wasn't the right time straight away because my um, little boy was still in nursery not full-time education and I was going to have to travel and it, I just thought childcare might be easier mm. later on. And, and what are the ages of your kids? At the time they were 12, 7 and 4. And so with what you were then going on to do were you explaining because I was chatting with um with Debbie who's got two daughters and she was quite keen to explain to her children what she was doing is that something that you were doing as well yeah um definitely with the the eldest too um I did tell my youngest as well but he kind of didn't understand it he just yeah. said, thought oh mummy's going to London to the clinic to help people have babies but that was oh. as much as he sort of understood and so just Tell me a bit about the logistics. Where are you based? Um, I'm in Norwich. Right. So... And I donated in London. What was that whole backwards and forwards journey like for you? It was okay. It was only a couple of hours on the train. And it was kind of like a little day out, I suppose. So it wasn't a massive deal and the trains were pretty good. You've launched into it quite enthusiastically, quite quickly. Obviously, the, there's conversations that you have with Alturia about what it all means. Was any of that daunting? Did you have any questions about you know the process and the recipients of your egg? Yeah, to begin with, I had quite a lot of questions but they they sort of go through everything with you and by the end of the first phone call all my questions were answered straight away what kind of things were you curious about like if they're if and when they could track me down like the different sorts of medication any side effect if there was any contractual thing that I couldn't back out at any point but they were amazing when you were talking about the contractual side you know and all the paperwork was it quite overwhelming no not at all it was nothing like that they were you know, they kept saying, oh, you don't have to do this. You're amazing for doing this. If you change your mind, that's fine. Just let us know. There was no pressure whatsoever. And did you think about changing your mind at any point? No, not at all. The conversations I've had with Faye and Debbie, everybody seemed dead set on doing this when they went into doing it. And, and you seem the same. And do you think that that's a really key point to making this decision? You've got to have done your research and be really 100% that it's something you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Because well, I made that first phone call in September. And even when we agreed it wasn't the right time, I couldn't stop thinking of it afterwards. And I kept thinking, oh, you know, I still really want to do it. So it was only probably Christmas that I decided, you know what, it's uh, now as good as time as any and made that phone. It was actually Christmas Eve, I think I made the phone call to Alison to say, yep, go ahead. Yep. Let's do it. 
And what about your friends? Have you talked about it? Yeah, a lot of my friends had never really heard of it. And they're all really interested. And I wanted more information, really fascinated. They've been really supportive. And is anybody that you're friendly with that they decided to to donate as well? Uh, Yeah, one of my friends has, but she's just over the BMI threshold. Right. So that's that's her um, sort of motivation. You know, she's on this weight loss journey and that's her end goal. So she can donate her egg. You donate. How was the drugs and the injecting? How did you find all of that? Oh, absolutely fine. To begin with, I was a bit nervous because I'm not great with needles. And that first one, I think I sat there with a um, an ice cube on it for perhaps like until it had virtually melted, psyching myself up to do it. <laughs> and then when I did it, I kind of, I didn't look. And then I looked and thought, oh, is that it? Like <laughs> yeah. all this fuss for nothing. Yeah, you don't realise, do you? No, not at all. And no side effects from the drugs? Were you feeling okay? Yeah, nothing at all until about two days before the procedure and I started to feel a bit like a bit queasy but that that sort of came and went as quick as it came I thought oh felt a bit nauseous but that was it yeah and then the egg collection all went well and what was the outcome do you know uh yeah um they collected 18 eggs and it went absolutely fine um and then I found out that was in July and I found out in September that it had worked and she was pregnant amazing okay so that obviously is the ideal because one of the things that it's important to 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 highlight is that you know that's the ideal that that we want to achieve a pregnancy but it doesn't always work. And did you have any correspondence with the recipient? Yeah, to begin to um when I first um left the clinic and got home about 2 days later I had a little um letter in the post or it looked like a little miniature parcel and to begin with I thought it was my passport so I didn't even open it I just chucked it on the side and thought oh, open it later and then when I opened it it was a little letter and it um a card and it said from Altrui it's been a pleasure to pass this on to you because it had gone via them and there was a lovely card in there saying thank you for everything how much it means um and a gift card for Harrods in London because Alison must have mentioned that we planned to go back to London in the school holidays with the children and she'd said that she wanted me to treat myself which was nice that's really sweet yeah and as far as the the experience as a whole anything that you would say to anybody thinking of donating do your research and if it's something you still really feel like you want to do definitely go ahead and do it it's been a fantastic experience and is it something that you'd do again yes absolutely and my friend's getting married in March and I'm her maid of honour so we're really busy the first three months and then once that's out of the way I think I'm gonna absolutely do it again brilliant and would you would you do it again after that do you think yeah I think I'd do it as many times as I can until I reach that 35 and your husband your family they're all supportive of it yeah absolutely well I was a bit nervous about telling my mum at first but she was like oh no I'd abs- I'd do that if I wasn't too old and I thought oh like because she'd seen it on the telly as well and I think she thought oh shame I'm too old now but really happy for me why were you nervous about telling her I don't know it's just one of those things when you th- I just assumed people would be like oh what why like not really understand why I wanted to do it but none of them did they were all really interested and supportive so do you think that really any concern people might have that other people might think this is a strange thing to do it's kind of imagined and that most people just see that this is a really amazing thing to do and um just you just need to know how to go about it and who's there to support you yeah definitely as soon as I had all the information I thought oh it was already something I wanted to do but that just confirmed it If you have any questions following what you've heard Faye, Debbie and Jade talk about, do contact Altrui, A-L-T-R-U-I.co.uk. Tell them that you've heard this podcast and ask to speak to Alison or one of her members of staff.